stories, situations, the craziest things that happened, which you, where you see it going now, the people that you see in the market now, and how we just gonna free We can start off with that song, um, the podcast, she'll edit that song in the one, who was that first round? That was just one, that? We can edit that. So we're gonna go ahead and start. Um, hey guys, Real Estate Renegade Radio, and today I got Gia the House Goddess on Instagram at Gia the House Goddess and we got the one and only Dave hey. the Broker. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? In the building. Yes, we are. You guys, these are my real estate homies, which I want to say, like, thank you for coming on Real Estate when get ready. Real Estate Flipping Friends. Yes. And no, very impromptu and very fun. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Yes. We have one question. Melon on good Turn off here. All we in you. Factory, her. Our, <sighs> this will be a greenhouse soon. Fresh air, everything. Yeah, um, I'll be on the set. We got the candles lit. It's smelling really majestic. Yes. We're in the back of like Danny Girl headquarters, really. Right. It's <laughs> like humble beginnings because I see her like, I see a warehouse. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I get that vision. It only goes up from here. I see a billion dollar company. I see billions. I, I have a vision for it. Thank you. You know, yeah. that's why I love us. Because we always, from the very beginning, it was like attraction, like good vibes. Great And I met Dave over the phone mm-hmm. trying to get a house from his broker. And he was like, yo, work for me. I'm going to be a broker, so work for me. I was working for Powell Bank, you guys. Bank. I remember that. And we just instantly, mm-hmm. like, were cool. And here we are, like, I was an agent in 2012, I met Dave in 2013, and 2021, we still rocking. Yeah, met G a new day, we in instant attraction. In the office. Yes. 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 office yes. yes. That's oh, That was like the dungeon. Yes. College Chloe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dave was a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Not yet a broker. I, I became a broker with him for a little while, and then I, then I, then I stepped out when he tried to squeeze. We were still, like, we were doing our own thing, like, we have like a, a whole little situation. Oh, <laughs> Definitely. Yo. He, space. he didn't understand. He and was like, I didn't know what y'all doing. Experiences. I think what we have that benefits us is we've had, you know, experience. Uh, experience. Yeah. We've had at least a cycle. We've had yeah, seven years features. plus of experiences that we can all relate to. Um, we've worked in the same space. Right. Yeah. We bring synergy. You know, we are adding value to each other's businesses. And even as you step out on a new venture to do Danny's Girl, you know, you have our 100% support. You know, I see the billions. I just want a little check. I just want a little check. 
I'm gonna invite right. VP or yeah, something. Just give me a little room. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all got this right Y'all, every sale I do, because I'm still a real estate agent, Dave gets a piece of every transaction. Just a little Although piece. Although it's never just enough for him. No, it's not. I'm the broker. He's still like, run me my money before closing day. Run me my money. I can never get rid of him. No, 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 you can't. You don't want to. No. That's crazy. This broker called me the other day and was like, um, Hey, I been getting a lot of texts anyway because I'm 45 days away from mm-hmm. about to have to go on mm-hmm. laps if I don't take these credits. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, won't you come on over to Century 21? Won't you come over to my private firm? I'm like, nah, I'm with Dave. I'm with Rosa. <laughs> I know when people, when I build these houses and I put these signs in the yard, people be looking like, who is real time real estate? Right now, as of like July, which was uneventful but also aspiring for 2021, Dave had at least $1.5 million of real estate just sitting on the market mm-hmm. for me, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Houses, yeah, mm-hmm. just houses mm-hmm. that we never thought we could, in neighborhoods like Lakewood, where people mm-hmm. consider like one of the most, the, the horrible, most horrible zip codes in, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. sold a house for $605,000. I mean, Atlanta's doing super crazy good right now. Shit, she is sold for $685,000. Oh Yo, she is in Ormwood Park, you guys. Like, yeah. I don't even think people look color like over there flipping houses and she had a house okay. was over there. But she has been sitting on the house for like three years. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about three. Four, is it? No, it was a long time ago we think it jumped on that one. Oh, it was all 2016? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's, when, yeah. that's how long ground floors were around? Mm-hmm. We were the first people ever went through ground floor. They walked through our office. They came to the office. I remember I caught the flu after we met Glenn at um, the Starbucks right here behind our pines. Remember we had to meet Glenn there? I remember that. You caught the flu? I caught the doing? flu from him after, I don't know if from it was him. from him. <laughs> I don't say him. Somebody at Starbucks had the flu. Uh oh, Glenn gave up. Australian flu. We were talking about him doing some deals and he got some money. And he left to go to Miami, yeah, and I was sick. I caught the flu. I was sick for like a week. I'm like, Damn, I'm I like, cannot man. remember that. That was. You were there when we It was all yeah, there. Glenn, she came in with her stroller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that happened too many yes. times for me to distinguish. Look, the first time I met G, I had the dogs, right? I had the dogs. You always had dogs. Yes, Those are I had the dogs. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm happy that they seem to behave. You guys know Dave. Dave knows I have been, I've had some crazy transactions. Almost oh, every yeah. transaction. Oh, Dave had a story. I'm like, yo. Oh, my God. Dave yeah. would call me like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what's, what's that somebody calling my phone? Like, stop. Like, like, this ain't worth it. I'm like, yo, this shit ain't worth it, yo. I was like, yo, what you got going on? Why you got to call me? Like, yo, what is going on? Why do I know your phone number better than anyone else's phone number in my life? People just call him before they call Whoa. me. He'd be like, what is, what is going on? Who is this lady? Daddy, 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 Yes, you said exactly It's always like a story. It ain't never my fault. Yes, yes, like, yes. these people are crazy in real estate, guys. Like, no. We need to write a book. We need to read about all these damn events. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't. No, I but one of the things. That should be very interesting. Yeah, we've, you know, the, I think when you think about the customers we deal with, oh my God. the type of people we work with on a day to day basis in regards yeah. to distressed sales. Sales. These are people who are not taking care of their shit. They no, got a lot of stuff going on. They're really distressed lives. Unsophisticated. And it comes along with a certain type of personality that yes, so we got to deal with. Yeah. We, deal, we deal with some very and interesting people. Sheesh. 
That's the crazy part. The houses we typically gotten from the beginning, nobody wanted them, but it was so difficult getting them from the people who didn't want them. And that's when we were all broke. We were just really hustling, like trying to find our way in this market, dealing with crooks, dealing with people who just, oh my gosh. Oh, I, Danny, this one, Danny was the race and Think about not only that, you know, we're saying that the person selling the house for 
you know, a, a price that they could get more had they had the means to fix it and sell themselves. But they're also a huge transfer of wealth because the person is usually acquiring those properties to renovate is somebody that's of a different ethnicity, you know, and they're not particularly set, being direct with where that property or where those funds may go, the proceeds or the, or the sale, I should say. And people have said it for years, oh, you know, that was bad. It was happening, you know, in the 60s and the 50s. Well, in order for us to even become somewhat fair, even a we kind of have to even the playing field by really making a decision on who is buying and acquiring these properties on the other end. And, you know, it's hard for me to say that because the broker can't say that. Remember, the broker can't say that. Yeah, That's Dave saying that. That's not the broker saying that because the broker... We think it's yeah. I, it's on my shirt and I have it there for a reason and it's because we have to understand the value which is interesting in equity there is an incredible value in equity you know and I think people have to learn how do you get equity what is equity I think that's what not only how do you get equity what is equity so I want to use I wish I could use a, a, a definition that I would find online but I'm gonna give you a concept that I have that is equity equity is when you have or you have ownership in a thing that in itself the value of that thing is not is not fixed the value is fluctuating usually fluctuating up so if you have equity in a thing then as that thing goes up in value your equity grows and equity is usually transferable with money so if you have equity in a thing you have money invested in that thing. And if that thing increases in value, then your money increases in value. When we are invested in creating art, and you gotta think about everything. Everything is art, a house is art. You know, um, renovating a home and seeing the finished product, it's art, you know? And when you create art, you deserve equity and you receive equity. That's equity, and it is being sold, and it is creating value, and I think that's the art in it, and that is what we're getting paid off. You know, you find a piece of crap, put some sweat equity into it, you spend some money, you make investments into the property, you sell that property. There is a difference between what you bought for the property, which is if you spent 100000 on the property, and the, re and the renovations, you probably spent another 100000 renovations. That's 200000 invested. But you sell it for 300000 What you net from that transaction is your equity. Your, that is $100,000 in equity. When you start to do business and thinking about acquiring equity, then you will think differently about business. So equity. I hate to go into this long dictation about equity, but I think that was my concept of equity.
Hi, what is the difference between equity and profit then, by the way you described it? Equity is unrealized profit. Mm. That's, That's good. Yeah. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. So, I, so, so when people have equity in a thing, they know what it's worth and its value. Your equity is in relation with the value itself. Now, if you want to sell a thing, which is what our people do very often, we are selling or cashing in on our equity in that thing and, and transferring it for cash. But when you learn how to hold on to your equity and leverage, which is Gia's catchphrase now, we're going to be playing it. I'm Captain Equity, I'm King Equity, she's Queen Leverage. You have to understand the concept. Yes, there you go, Gia. Man, you guys, the the young warrior that that just asked Dave that question about the difference between equity and profit. Her father like bought the block in his neighborhood. He brought the own the house he lives in, got the next house cash, mm-hmm. working on the next house, which was the okay. neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up meeting uh, Chinway because her dad was, I was in the neighborhood driving for dollars and okay. driving down the street. Mm-hmm. And he bartered with me. He's like, I hope you get that house if you help me get the one beside me. And I'm like, wow. On the bell lines. On the bell lines. Wow. On the west side bell lines. No exaggeration. On the way back door. No mortgage. No mortgage. Nice. No and the crazy part is the people who lived beside him was his neighbors forever. He had helped the guy and everything through sickness. And when the guy died, he wouldn't even sell the house to his neighbor. He had to go and get a third party to get the house for him. Isn't that crazy? And that's the thing about our neighborhoods. We don't want to stick together when if you don't have anyone to leave your property to, why leave it to the government? Why not leave it to a stronger force? You know, the next generation. And the crazy part about it is his family had never filed a probate against his estate. Never. It was just gonna sit there, and the government was gonna take it for taxes. Like, look, the taxes then, because we've had a wave, a burst of, you know, increased profits or increased ARB in Atlanta, I think across America, you know, um, at the repair value. And at this time, um, the taxes were small. They were maybe like $1,300, maybe for two years, you know, it was only, now those, those have tripled. But he has equity by sitting on it. He has unassumed equity by just, not doing anything to it, just leaving it there. Still a Beltline property. Now, mind you, eminent domain came through to make the Beltline. They took part of the backyard. But guess what? He still owns two properties debt-free. Right, right beside each other and then working on a neighbor's house. Right. So this is, and he's training his daughter from a young age. And when I met him, I asked him, hey, whose name do you want me to sign the property to you? And he's like, my daughter. And he named it like it was a trust. And I'm like, wow, like, okay. we don't do this. Okay, yeah. If I, when I leave, it's in my daughter. Everything's in my daughter's name, and I was just like, "That's really strong," and I really, really, you know, fuck with him because this is deep. This man is a philosopher, by the way, and yeah, a straight philosopher, a doctor. Like, what is your black belt level? Because you and your father are like at the above, like black belt. I have a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. I have been training for 15 years and teaching for 13, and I actually just retired from Taekwondo this summer. Um, but yes, but my father has a dual doctorate in psychology and uh, I think religion or something like that. Um, and he was also an orphan, so for him to have nothing, literally a brown paper bag when he when his mother died, and to um, build and create a legacy. It's yeah. very, very, very impressive, as Danielle was saying. So. I agree, like, yes. Young queen, stuff like that. Yes, young yeah. has a lot of time with just my shit together. Like, so many black people, they lose their houses to municipal amounts of money, 
when all that shit could be avoided and it does fall into the government's hand or other parties' hand where it shouldn't. Absolutely. So, absolutely. really gotta like learn. Like these generations now, it needs to focus on really learning how to build well, how to obtain and secure and create legacies for generations. Like, you know, that's yeah. all important because, yo, we can't be losing our houses to taxes. Like, yeah. the fuck? That shit is so old. Like, yeah. we, we got a lot of love. You guys, before, before Killer Mike was talking about buying a block, that's a big killer game. Oh, like, did you, I read today that, Fernand, how you say it, he, what is he? Hey, Fernand. Fernand. He makes a dollar per every parcel that pays their taxes in the city of Atlanta. Every, he makes a dollar. And I, I can sing you the story. How is he an office for? Like, uh, how how do we get him out? He's, he's an elected, elected official. Yeah. And then not only that, when City of South Fulton formed, he they don't like change those documents. They they swore him in unanimously to come out and get a dollar per person so he could collect the taxes for them. So he just stays in there forever? Like he stays in forever? He's elected. Okay. Yeah. He runs. The big boys are oh, okay. allowed to get a lot of money behind him. And, and he's about his fellow comrades, the people that are down there supposedly helping us make these rules fair, that's who's keeping him in office. You know, so it's like at, at the end of the day, what are we gonna do? Because we, we, you know, we have our little billionaires branch, we have our talks all the time about how Dave, Gia, and Danny are gonna all cash in on whoever the next mayor would be because we need something now, you know? What, what are we gonna get? Because between all of us, we never had a property that wasn't an investment property. Like, we never had a property that was just, you know, well, Dave is a broker, of course, he has agents under him that resell properties, but, and some of these properties are not investment properties, but we have investment properties where we, we get it out the mud. It could be years of taxes, of water bills, liens, IRS, you name it. And we, because we're doing this for the city, they're getting thousands of dollars off of us, but what are you gonna get back to us? Because this is pivotal, this is pivotal, excuse me. And making sure these neighborhoods are turned back into communities for families to buy them. So we want next. I that's what I want to talk. What do y'all want from this next mayor? Because we definitely deserve a piece out of this city. Yeah, I, I think you know. Again, <laughs> I want to say I want a lot from the mayor, but I'm not naive enough to believe that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just just assume that he's gonna. What I want is for be nice, zoning. But I want for permanent zoning too. I would like for higher density in zoning, which is something that Mayor Keisha Bottoms suggested that we should be moving towards because of Atlanta's ranking in regards to density. I think if we had a higher density zone, we'd be able to do more with the current land that we have under ownership on the homes. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we got to be stuck to one single family home when we know there's a build out there that would create that, that, that could fit on this particular lot that could create two families? Yeah. You know, why are we so worried about height requirements when we're in downtown Atlanta? Yeah. So I'm what I'm what I'm really saying is I hope that the mayor just really frees up zoning and puts a lot more people in the position to help with streamlined permitting. I think with a, with a more streamlined permitting yeah. process and a, and, a, and, a, and a zoning rule that that encourages higher density you know, development, mm -hmm. I think we'll be able to fit all of the people who want to be here in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, man, I tell right? Atlanta's full shit. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to tell people. Atlanta is full. Yeah, we you are. Know, you know, and that's hard for me to say as a broker because I know I'm going to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> but we 
Yeah, but recently, along with saying that, your point is we need help from the powers that be to make this a city that they want. Somebody's got to be that first Coca-Cola, and that's us. 
you know, us as our real estate trio, we were out there doing that. If you're getting good values right now in your house, let's say thank you. <laughs> we tapped every zip code in Atlanta. We talked about almost a decade ago, so we were out here doing, dealt with the dirtiest investors. And still here, you know? Still here, still here. We've actually, yeah. The, the, I, want, I don't want to say any names. I almost got a name slip out of my mouth, but I saw a post about him the other day, and it just made me think. It's, you know, if we really wanted to, and this isn't if we really want to, because we really want to set the record straight. It's time for us to start kind of creating content, letting people know that we want to teach them how to really do it, but we're going to show them that we actually did it. We can show you proof yeah. of houses that we acquired. Not, mm -hmm. not with grandma's money or uncle's money or someone rich and, and we got $100,000. No, we got properties for free. Mm -hmm. We can show you mm -hmm. how we used our creativity to, to, yeah. to outthink the system and think outside the box. I mean, you're still thinking real estate is something that requires money. No, it's not. It, it requires ingenuity. Okay. And that's life. Any opportunity can be yes. found Indeed. if you have some ingenuity. So I think, that that, I think you um, use that. Yeah. Absolutely. Free properties. I've got yeah. a property free. The most money I've ever made on a real estate deal, and I don't want to say this like this because I don't want to limit myself, but hey, it's just, it is the accuracy and I'm being transparent was a real estate deal that I got for free. <laughs> I know, right? Yes, yes. And it was six figures. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think people people would, would love I to know, know how. I know everybody relating to the role. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I know yeah. what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. What, what, what? what? The free and the the reality. But most people Ooh. have no, most people have no, no idea. idea. No. Sweat and tears. 
kids. Like, we got to do this for the ancestors. Absolutely. own this shit and go after it. And I feel like that's like pouring libations to my ancestors. Like, y'all just got this deal. Like, there's so many, so much real estate that we could not buy. Like, yeah. so many things were held back from us. It's like, and our ancestors own this shit. They tilled the land. They are the ones that built the country. Mm-hmm. Owned it debt free, you guys. None of these houses had mortgages, except the ones that were from like the early 2000s or late 90s. All the ones we're talking about in Western Park and Lakeland, no mortgages. Our ancestors own these and their children. The lineage let it go, which was so sickening to me that I have to renovate this house and put it on the market knowing that you'll never be able to afford it. Because that's a whole other story as to how we can. I mean, it was systematic. I mean, the, yeah. see, the people who let it go because they weren't educated. And yeah. their parents were were, 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 were definitely not educated on the way things have changed so quickly. So I believe that we're, you know, we're still in a battle, and it's really a battle about knowledge and information. And now there's so much information. You know, it's so much information out there on everything that people don't even know to narrow it down. It used to be like we didn't have access to information. Now we have access to too much information. And with too much information and not enough people telling you what information is good versus mm-hmm. what information is bad, it can corrupt people. So I think there's a lot of people out there who look at a certain part of our culture, which is our music, and they are encouraged by that. And that is what yeah, they, they decide to. That information is the only information that's flowing into their organism. They have nothing else. They're watching these shows on TV and they're further perpetuating their life. They listen to the music and they're not bringing in any good stuff. So if you don't bring anything good in, yo, you don't know that grandma's house's taxes need to be paid once a year. Man. And even if you do know, you don't even know how to come up with the money. Right. It just, it's just, there's, there's so much stuff that needs to be retaught to everyone, but specifically to the people who are in our communities who do not understand and see value in equity. Equity. Mm. <laughs> that's what they have until yeah. they give it up. Yeah, you guys, like, we've really been talking about this, but we really need to do it. You know, there's so many people that are teaching young entrepreneurs how to do things the wrong way or not teaching them the 100% way. We really need to get together and teach them, like, really the modern way of grabbing the house beside you, you know, and that's what, when we first started. Remember you guys went to the school and we were talking to the high school students about, you know, we're going to do graduate? Yes, Western Academy, you guys. Signed up as being a... Yeah, some kind of. It was for the, It was for students who were either going through early college education or graduating, and it was that was an alternative school. That's the craziest thing. Those kids knew about commercial real estate. He told you he was going to buy the apartment building. And we went to Grady High School. Yes, we went to Grady. We spoke yes. to all the kids there, Grady. Yes. I mean, we've definitely spoke to kids. We've definitely got a lot of kids in the room's attention because that was the funny thing I did remember. I do remember going to the room and I was like, who the hell? Because we were one we were one of six people that were cycling yeah. into the rooms as other groups were explaining things to them. Yes. And these kids were like heads down, bored, tired, kind of <laughs> like, man, what they come to talk to us? <laughs> but we did look different than most of the other people. I'll give us that. We yeah. were younger, yeah. we were hip. So we did get their attention from the jump. I'm sure Gia had something on that made that got some of the boys in the room's attention. <laughs> however, no. um, however, I do remember that as soon as we started say, as soon as we said real estate, a whole bunch of them, their heads got up, they got yeah. excited, they got tuned in, they got focused. Yeah. Real estate is like I was telling Gia earlier today, it's art. Yeah. I mean when you say real estate, people I mean, it, it is beautiful to certain people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they they're intrigued by it. But guess what? Why though? Because 
they've been taught to go to college, get a job, and that's not everybody's focus. That's yeah. not on everybody's wish list. Some of these little kids are just happy to graduate high school and work in football yeah. in the underground to help their mom and grandma with the bills. And that's some of what we heard from the kids at Western Academy. I'm gonna get y'all a footlocker. I'm gonna help my. I'm gonna pay these bills. And then you heard some kids say. I'm going to work there, but I'm going to save my money. I'm going to buy real estate. I'm going to do such and such. By the time I get such and such, I'm going to own an apartment building. You see why they pay attention to us? Because we weren't talking about a corporate job. We weren't talking about a nine to five. We were talking about something that you could stay at home in your, the comfort of your own environment and still make 5000 You know, I think uh, my boyfriend today said something to me like, you, you don't even know how much $100 can change somebody's life. I'm like, 100 Imagine your mom's house is up for foreclosure. Y'all about to get evicted before COVID. And you make five thousand on the deal by sitting at home on a computer, like this can change the trajectory of someone. As these kids' lives, they're 18, 19, and they see the struggles of their parents, and that's really the, the generation I think we've been called to like guide you guys. It ain't. It's not the ones who graduated from college and want to do a second career. It's the ones who are on the horizon and they don't go between the book and the house, the book and the house. I mean, really, the house will give them more money and give them a comfortability that they, they're asking for or thinking that that job and that education is going to give them. Oh, over $100,000 in student loans. Hey, everybody else. Mammy or <laughs> Pops got the house. That's going through tax sales yeah. or foreclosure or something. It's just about them taking that initiative. Like, okay, look, let me step up and do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm here to tell you, I'm college educated, and I wish I learned real estate before I went to college and I got all those loans. Same like, for real. Here. Same thing here. That was one of the things that I always wanted to do was real estate, but I didn't go to college for real estate. Right. You know what I'm saying? When I got out of college and I was, you know, it was, a, it was the economy was down. I couldn't get a job in marketing. And even if I did get a job in marketing, it was going to be minimum wage. Mm -hmm. So it's like, my parents don't live in Atlanta. So I'm like looking at it from a situation like, I don't live in Atlanta. I mean, I, I can't go live with my mother. I had to pay rent. Yeah. So I needed to make enough money to pay rent. Absolutely. So I couldn't take these jobs off of me. So I took a job as a loan officer, and that was sales. And I got fired, you know what I'm saying, after nine days. And I had a son on the way in the week after yeah. I got fired. And I was like, yo, I can't do this shit again. I can't go and give my Ooh, life man. and my livelihood in somebody's hands and I get fired. Man, this time is the most valuable oh. asset. Man, you cannot get it back. No. So I'm, I'm, happy, that, I'm happy that I learned real estate. And I'm happy for what it is that it has created my lifestyle. Absolutely. Like, forget that. I've been at all my son's baseball games. I take my kids to all the yeah. appointments. I get to enjoy my life.
we gonna give y'all a real live movie, like real, real live movie. We all working on it in different parts, but right. it's all um, come together like Voltron. Absolutely. It's all about synergy. It's all about synergy. But no, I mean, I'm happy to be able to come out and talk. I think what we need to do is, you know, next time we can probably do this and we can try to see if, if there's a particular curriculum or, you know, concept. That's like the best way to get money in real estate because you're getting those, you can get some really cheap deals. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, basically, probate is when somebody dies and you know, a lot of times they don't have a will, so the property has to be Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going up, 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 up
they're wanting us to like wrap it up because his bedtime is in an hour and he wants he got stuff to do before uh, he goes to bed. I see. But I want to give much respect to Chinway. Chinway is Chinway. Please hit me up at richwitshow.com. Thank you. A gift from God. Hey. A gift from God.